My darling girl, when are you going to understand that being normal is not necessarily a virtue? I'd rather denote a lack of courage. You've just entered the cool friend hour. Hey everybody! Do you like midnight margaritas and getting caught in the rain? Do you throw spilled salt over your shoulder and plant rosemary by your garden gate? Well then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Ghoul Friend Hour. I'm your host Morgan Feza. Let's get weird. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Ghoul Friend Hour. Thanks for joining. I'm your host, Morgan Feza. And today we have the Halloween queen, Rachel Faust. Um, and she is also the owner of Wiggle Butts, which is an absolutely amazing dog walking company. They've took care of our little pooches and Bosley and Luna absolutely love her and her gang. So Rachel, I'm going to pass the torch to you and have you introduce yourself. Um, I'm so excited to be doing this. Like when I saw that you were starting this, I was like, this is so much fun. Like my love of spooky and ghosts and Halloween. And like, I, I couldn't be any more excited. Um, I am, yes, I own a small business here in Delaware. Um, secret season, we are opening a training facility. Um, I'm going to be announcing that on Saturday. So it's just a secret right now. So we are opening a facility um, for all of our training endeavors and community events and stuff. And I'm like, I'm already planning a Halloween party. So like, come on now. So <laughs> I'm so excited. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's, I knew, I knew eventually it would come because I was like, you guys are just getting so big and you're doing such a wonderful job. I'm like, they have to at some point open up something. Oh yeah. The right space just kind of happened. I've been saying the universe just is going to universe and it's going to happen. And it did. So we are very excited to make this transition. Yay! <laughs> a little applause, a little celebration. I'm super excited you. for you. So how did you get into like, I guess really everything spooky and macabre and just... Yeah, so my mom, when we were kids, always threw like great Halloween parties. It was always like fun and spooky and you know she was the one that kind of like got us into this um my whole family you know my sister we're all kind of halloweeny and love halloween um so sorry i'm just gonna put my phone on uh do not disturb right now <laughs> yeah, i'm um, like mine literally i hate it because it's connected to my computer and like yes. i was in the middle of a podcast the other day and my everything just started blowing up and i was I like know, everything's dinging and i'm like oh gosh please stop <laughs> so my mom was like a huge like would decorate the house we'd have pumpkin carving parties it was a big like family thing so like i just associate that with like family so like i love dressing up it's a huge thing like i have to like plan in advance and like, sometimes I'm like, people ask me and they're like, what are you going to be for Halloween? Cause I usually like, I'm really good at it. And I'm like, I don't know. It's a lot of pressure. Um, last year I went as Sally from nightmare for Christmas and literally painted myself blue and like, I was literally blue. <laughs> I love it though. I love the dedication. Oh yeah. So I usually have a on Halloween costume. And then like for our costume party, um, I've kind of taken over the 
the tradition in my family of taking the Halloween party. Um, you know, my brother, they do 4th of July and the Easter and stuff like that. I'm like, I call Halloween. And so we yes. start decorating my house in about September. <laughs> I remember when we moved here was September and I started like, that was the first thing I impacted. I started, I was like, the neighbors are going to be like, oh my gosh, crazy people are, are moving <laughs> in because I have a witch and a cauldron and all this stuff on my porch. And, but it so. looks so amazing. Like, and I remember that too, because I remember you were like gathering stuff and I would yes. see this thing and you'd be like, all right, who has a witch? Who yes. has a cauldron? And I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And then the end result looked really good. <laughs> I literally like, I took, she's six foot. She's animatronic witch. And she's just full up in my attic. So sometimes when I go up there, I'm like, oh, I'm like, hey, girl. I'm like, she kind of spooks me occasionally, but it's just, it's fun. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? So <laughs> I was like, I'm not taking this apart. So I literally just grabbed her and I took her upstairs. <laughs> I swear we bought um, Sam from Trick or Treat. Oh, and I remember going into your house. I and it was dark and that little thing is in the corner and my heart dropped down my butt and I was like <laughs> I was like okay all right okay I literally was gonna say that like it scared so many people so I mean that was like literally the perfect statement right okay, there that's like, fun. my neighbor had to come over and walk Bosley and Luna and she's like she took a picture and she's like oh my gosh <laughs> like I turned the corner and I thought there was like a creepy child in your yep, house there's a little person in the corner <laughs> I was like oh I should have warned you I'm so sorry <laughs> falling victim to that <laughs> um but I had to show off so me and Rachel literally did not coordinate this we both hopped on and I was like if this doesn't say that we're absolutely yes. Halloween obsessed I don't know what does and this is just like normal like every day like this is I have one um I'm pretty sure it's pretty it's similar um it has Michael Myers on it It has like it's a gray sweatshirt and it has like red blood splatters on it and that one gets me like these looks in public like is that the one that I was like I was like wondering where you got that one I think that's what I'm thinking maybe it's one of my favorite ones so I was like it looks so good um (laughs) I literally, I could go broke. And like the other day when you posted your, uh, Max likes your yabos, <laughs> I was dying. And I'm like, I need that shirt. I'm like, that is so perfect. Zach was like, what does that mean? And I was like, get out of here right now. I was like, <laughs> we automatic grounds, automatic grounds for separation. Yeah, I'm like, bye. Yeah, we we need you to know what hocus pocus is and you need to know it line for line yes yes peach just we started watching you know last year you know the three silly witches that's what she calls it um so we've kind of gotten her into halloween mode of like hey you know it's just for fun it's not scary you know so i love peach ingrained that into you know i was like hey you're gonna stick around here it's gonna it's gonna get spooky so you know (laughs) She would, she'd see the witch and be like, you know, a little, little hesitant to it. I was like, look, it's just pretend. I say, you just watch me build it in the, in the house. So that's true. And that's good though. Cause like, I was just saying on the podcast the other day, I'm like, we need to like, start getting like the youngsters into Halloween. And like, I'm like, I'm tired. I mean, like, I like Christmas. Don't get me wrong, but I'm tired of all yeah. these Christmas people, including my husband. Yeah. I'm like, sick and tired of you. I don't want any Same. more. Christmas. I'm like, I'm, like oh. I'm allowed to decorate early for Halloween, but no decorating early for Christmas. No. 
<laughs> I'm like, it's all great and stuff. Like I do like the warm and cozy of it. I'm like, but I would much rather curl up with my Halloween blanket and my creepy Sam in the, the pumpkin candle and yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. all the feels but I have to say so totally unrelated I must have watched this video of Peach like 20,000 times so for those of you that don't know Peach is Rachel's just absolutely fabulous daughter and she's always living her best life and so like she cracks me up because Zach posted a video of her singing to Michael Jackson oh god I sobbed I sobbed hysterically <laughs> at that video she just like oh my gosh she's like the windows are like down and like I'll pull it up I'll pull it up yes I'm like (laughs) we have to show everybody this video (laughs) like when you think of somebody living their best life like Peach is just absolutely enjoying the wave like she's just I got this video and I cried (laughs) and like it was hilarious but like I was cracking up so bad Oh, here she, she is. like knew a word for word. Yes, yes. We're getting into that kind of phase now. <laughs> she is so fabulous and I love it. I'm like, yes. every time you post something of her, I'm like, oh, what's Peach up to today? Oh gosh, look, this is her. She's bouncing around upstairs right now. It scared me. <laughs> I don't roll like that. I've heard some things in this house. Look, this is this is the vibe the other day. Oh yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. She's always living her best life. Like she's yes. just constantly in a state of fabulous. Yes. Honestly, we should like make a t-shirt that just says hashtag live like peach. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. She, she lives her best life. <laughs> I love it. But so since she just kind of touched upon it, I have always followed like your little ghost stories that like you and Zach will post about your house. Oh, gosh. You have, to, you have to fill everybody in. So we moved in here in like 2020 and he used to work out of the basement. We have a finished basement and there's another area like not finished. So like I call them like the creepy sides because, you know, it's not finished um, with the washer and dryer in there. And so he would work down here in the office and he tells me one day, he's like, I heard like a cat down here. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I heard this cat. And so we looked everywhere everywhere we were like there's a cat it sounded like because he got it on video and so we're like our little ghost cat because like it just come kind of comes out of nowhere and you hear it faintly and like we've looked everywhere we're like there's got to be a cat stuck somewhere or it's outside or something this little faint like meowing so like we always crack up about the ghost cat in the basement and then um we've heard like where our living room is like a empty part of our attic right above and literally like like footsteps, like right above us. I was sitting here one day and I was like, no, no, this, no, no, because he had no, told it's me a really it. big raccoon. It's a really big bird. I would hope so. I would hope that, but just like little things like that, like hearing things. And, um, when my aunt has come to like watch my dogs, if I'm out of town, um, she's like, something's definitely, she was like, I've heard things like toys will start going. And I'm like, don't tell me that because I always joke. I'm like, yeah, I'm the basement ghosts. And like, you know, it's fine. It's fine. But like just little things like that, like not, you know, oh, hey, something happened, but just like kind of like random little occurrences like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So have you ever looked into like the history of your house? I have not. I know that the people who lived here before, I think was um, somebody's grandparents' house. So I haven't, haven't really looked into it. <laughs> 
it's kind of like do you even want to look into it maybe maybe it's just better left unknown exactly because I'm just like these little little noises here and there and it's just like what or I have a camera down here and sometimes like that's the one that's always like motion in the basement motion in the basement it's just like these like little cloudy like things sometimes so I'll just get the notification I'm like oh the ghosts are in the basement they're like doing their thing Uh, so oh my gosh but I love I love it though because I'm like as long as it's not like that was scary scary (laughs) okay there 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 is there is one scary story and you know how you know how kids are like kids know it yeah so like so of course don't listen don't listen She's like peeking over. So, you know, 3 a.m. rolls around and we, it, why is it always at night? This doesn't happen. I don't know. I don't know. So 3 a.m. rolls around and we hear bang and screaming and running. And it's her. She's running into our bedroom. And so she's like, there were spiders in my bed, spiders in my bed. And we're like, what? What? We're like, okay, it was like bad dreams. So we turn on all the lights, we turn on the TV and she keeps like freaking out about spiders. So the next day she tells us, she said, last night when I ran into your room, I was like, I was ready to move when she said this. She said, I looked in the living room and there was a spooky man and he was scratching out our eyes in the pictures. Okay, I was not, I was not ready for that. I didn't know where that was going to go, but I did not know it was going to go there. I would, I, I was like, so I call Zach and I'm like, um, hey, your kid just said something. He said, yeah, about, um, the spooky man screw scratching out our eyes in the pictures in the living room. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm just glad we're on, on the same spray or on the same, uh, wavelength here because I was just like, what? (laughs) You're like, oh, leave oh okay, it. I got to pack up and we're out of here. So um, her Gigi so kindly made us some spider spray that we sprayed around the house and there were no more, no more spooky things around the house. So yeah, that, that is like that. Uh, yeah. That would have been like, I honestly think I would have just like, it just as like a reaction, I probably would have just thrown up like, I, like all right, she, well, she literally said that to us and I was like, what she's like yeah, it's a spooky man in the living room and it was like not Halloween time so it's not like she could have like nothing around the house like was scratching out our eyes in the pictures I was like no no I honestly that took me so off guard because I thought you were gonna say something like oh like she saw something in the corner but then when you said like the the scratching thing I'm like Mm-mm automatic automatic grounds for moving out packing I was like up. I literally have to tell that story because like it was Terrifying. the creepiest the creepiest thing and I'm just like I okay okay I was like I got zero sleep that night and like <laughs> it was it was her, and she just pulled that out like the next day like oh hey by the way and I was just like <laughs> you are not about to just skirt past what you just said like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I think I'm going to be thinking about that now for like the next couple of days. That's like <laughs> the worst fear. And like, I hate, so like before having Maisie, like I hated baby monitors. I've just never liked them because they just freak me out. Mm-hmm. So it's like when we get like, when I had Maisie and we got her baby monitor, I was like, always like staring at it. And I'm like, I don't know why I do this to myself. Cause I'm so afraid that I'm going to see something just like, just something I don't yes. know but something yes. 
And I'm like, I hate, like, even when I wake up in the middle of the night, like, I don't even want to look at it because I'm just like, knowing me, I'm going to like look over and be like, oh my gosh, what is that shadow? Because she's, she's done that to me before where like, she's left. She has like this, um, like one of those heavy, like warmy animals. Mm -hmm. So like, it like sits straight up because of the weight and like the eyes on it are like glowy buttons. So like the one day it was like, it literally was probably like one, two o'clock in the morning. And I got up to go to the bathroom and I looked over and I was like, what is that? Like I had an absolute heart attack and like, what is staring at me through the crib? And I'm like, is that her? And so then I'm like, actually looking into it. I'm like waking Matt up. I'm like, Matt, Matt, there's something in her crib. I'm like, my God, it's just her stuff, Lamy. But I'm like, this is why, like, I love spooky stuff, but I'm like, I can't handle it. Yeah. Real, real spooky stuff, especially with like kids. I'm like, they, they can see some stuff. I I believe it. That and people. I just, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. And so, you know, some of them do like when like listeners write in and stuff like that and talking about like reincarnated kids when they're like, you know, Hey, I was like this and this happened. And it's just like, where do they come? Like, you can't just come up with that. Like, you can't just. No, and like, honestly, I will never forget. So this is, and I have so many creepy babysitting stories. So this family, when I was a teenager that I worked for um, all the time, their son was autistic. So he was not allowed to watch um, like a lot of, like he never was allowed to watch anything except for like stuff that was approved. And a lot of times it was just like, really like plain Jane Disney movies, like no action in it. Um, And they- I don't remember like for, I think I was away. So they hired somebody else to watch him. And this lady was like weird. They said they came home and there was like vomit in the bathtub. And there was like, they said it looked like she was doing some like weird shit. Like she was doing some like ritualistic shit in their house. Oh my God. And so it gets even scarier. So like, they're telling me this story because what had happened was when I had come back or for whatever reason, I started babysitting again, um, we're sitting at the table and he's eating dinner and he was like, can I color? So I was like, yeah. So I got his paper and everything for him. And he keeps telling me about this friend, Emily. And like, so I'm like, all right, like imaginary friend or whatever. So I was like, oh, and he's like, she's standing right behind you. And I was like, okay, like everything's fine. Everything is totally fine. And so I was like, well, I said, why don't you, why don't you draw you and Emily and we can hang it up in your room. That was the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Like I was like trying to make it friendly and happy. And what, what he drew next, Rachel, I could have thrown myself into a wood chipper. Like I was like, toss myself out the window, leave, I'm leaving this kid. Oh God. Draws this absolutely horrible demon looking thing. This girl with like jet black hair, red eyes, teeth. Oh my gosh. I was so, I'm looking at this thing. So I was like, I'm going to put this aside for mommy. Cause like, this was so out of character for him. And I was like starting, like my upper lip was sweating. I was like, this is not good. Like I was freaking out. So like his mom came home and this is when I found out about this like babysitter. They said that she looked totally normal was like an older lady like they met her through like a church program 
she doing and, exorcisms what was happening there that's what i'm saying so like nobody knows what took place and this went on for like this emily thing went on for like a while so like i would babysit for them and their house always gave me like the heebie-jeebies because like at nighttime it would get like really really dark and like it was just like quiet and he started to like have like these night terrors and like he was just there was a lot of weird stuff going on so like finally I was like I can't babysit anymore like I was like I'm so sorry (laughs) real booked I was like I I can't do it because I was like I'm gonna have a stroke if I keep working here because I'm so scared every night but like Uh, they were like yeah they were like she was like she stole food out of their pantry and like just weird stuff and I was like that is the scariest freaking thing I've ever heard so like yeah kids freak me out because they say some off the wall stuff and I'm just like I believe in this stuff so I can't even like discredit like what you're saying right now exactly exactly that's why I was just like oh yeah like we're I'm like get me some freaking sage and stuff like that I was like we're getting this creepy guy out of here can we just bring a can we just get a fire hydrant with like holy water and just just wash it down in here (laughs) um so to kind of like segue now that we're talking about like scary kids so (laughs) our topic today is we're going to talk about the Velisca axe murder house um it's a hot topic and the reason I like got the idea was because uh we recently just had John Bullard on here and he was saying that I asked him what was the worst case you have ever worked on and he said honestly he was like, one place I will never go back is the Villisca Axe Murder House. He's like, it totally oh. lives up to the hype. It is so scary. Like, it, there's just, it's bad. And so I was and like, a 4.3 star rating on Google, I found out. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, fill them in, Rachel. Fill them in. Oh, so I'm Googling. And when you just put it in, like, you know how those little like business profiles come up and it says that it has 4.3 stars. And I'm nosy and I'm like, why does this house have 4.3 stars? Like, what's going on here and you know it's just a bunch of old people complaining about oh like they charged ten dollars for a tour and it should have been a seven dollar tour because it took 15 minutes and our tour guide was snotty and da 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 and I'm like like you had said you're going into a murder house like relax (laughs) relax like a Disneyland attraction it's not like 30 minutes to walk through it's literally like some of the reviews I even saw were like, people are like, I can't imagine that eight people were in this house yeah, because tiny. it's so tiny. So it's mm-hmm. like, what do you think is like, you're you not like shake hands with a ghost or what? <laughs> <laughs> like they wanted like the VIP experience. And it's like, no, like it's literally a very small old house. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be hanging around in there. No, but apparently they do overnights mm-hmm. for like $438. Wow. And I was reading like some firsthand accounts of like people who stayed the night. And I'm like, you are, you have balls of steel, dude. Cause mm-hmm. like, there's no way, like, I just don't know if I could, like, how do you sleep? Yeah. I don't think I, I think I read some of that too, where it's like, you just get that like heart <laughs> racing feeling. And I'm like, I would not be able to sleep. I'd be sitting up somewhere. Like. No, it just, yeah, I don't, I feel like, cause me and Matt have slept in like haunted hotels before. We didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't know they were haunted, but they've turned out <laughs> to be very surprise haunted. haunted. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I did not 
sleep like at all and I'm like I don't know how like you go into it and you're like oh yeah a whole family was like slaughtered here and exactly I'm gonna have sweet dreams yes this is gonna be real nice it's gonna be a fun time I'm like let something even like tickle my foot and like I'm out like mm-hmm. I don't I don't I couldn't do it um so I guess we'll kind of get into the story of the Velisca Axe Murder House. So basically what happened was there was, or actually I'm going to read it word for word so we don't get anything wrong. Okay, okay, let's go here. So basically on an evening, um, this, the Moore family, I believe it was, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I studied this so much and I'm still going to forget stuff. So the Moore family went to a, um, like a church gathering or whatever it was, and they were gone pretty much all day, came home at around 10 PM. Um, and everybody went to bed and then early the next morning, their neighbor, um, realized that they, you know, she got up at 5am was doing her normal routine. And like, this was literally like, do you have the date? It was like 1912. Cause yeah, I remember that it, I, I had seen something that in their like community, it bumped off, um, the Titanic sinking. It was the same year. Yeah, that it was this, the same year. This mystery, like this, like case, like bumped it off of the front page of, you know, the Titanic sinking. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that this is like a big deal. Cause like they, this was kind of before like serial killers were a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it says June 10th, 1912 in Villisca, Iowa. So, um, it's a really small house. Um, and basically this family comes home 10 o'clock next morning, neighbor notices, Hey, like it's 5am. They're not up yet. They haven't done any of their chores. So she goes over, lets out their chickens. And then by seven, eight o'clock when like the house was very quiet and still nobody had come out, she was like, okay, like something is off something's kind of weird so then she decided to call um Mr. Moore's brother Uh, I think his name was Josiah or Ross 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 oh my god Josiah was the guy I'm telling you I'm like a freaking hot mess too many many names (laughs) there's too many names yeah so calls the brother Ross Um, And he comes over and then that's kind of like when they were discovered. So he went around um, and noticed that all the windows, the curtains had been closed except for two because they didn't have any coverings. Um, And so eventually he found a key that worked for the front door and then got inside and that's when he discovered the family. Um, Extra children. There were extra kids with them from that kids program. Two extra children that like literally were just having a sleepover, which yeah. I think is so sad. Mm-hmm. Like they just wrong place, wrong time. And I'm like, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were, um, yeah, so it was two adults, six children total. Um, but what what I thought was so weird about this case was all like the oddities surrounding like the things that they found in the house. Like that gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yes. So like they had essentially um, come to the conclusion that this house was like, there was like bacon slabs and like 
all like everything was covered in the house like, like windows any surface were, that you could like see yourself in like a reflection like yeah which like back then they typically did after people died so like people didn't get trapped in mm -hmm. they believed like mirrors were portals and so like anytime somebody would die they would freeze the clock right if I remember correctly like they would like stop the clock at the hour of death and they cover everything in the house mm -hmm. and so like I was like that's really weird for like like you literally came in and you bludgeoned this entire family to death but like then you covered all of these reflective surfaces including using their own clothes to cover them mm -hmm. so like he covered all the bodies um but like I said before, it was weird because they found like slabs of bacon. They found a water bowl that like the perpetrator cleaned himself in. And there was a meal that was prepared by him is what they suspected, but not eaten. And then like, Ooh. yeah, it's weird. Like that's just, I just think that's so like psychotic. Like you have yeah. to be like deranged. That's like um, BTK who would always like drink out of their, drink a glass of water and like leave the cup as his little like, oh, ha ha, like, ugh. That's so like, it's just like, it makes you think like these people have to be seriously cold. Yes. Like just absolutely dead inside. Cause like, yeah. I get emotional if I even kill like a bug. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's not going to come home to his family. <laughs> and I'm like, then you got people over here like, wielding an axe killing an entire family and it's just like oh let me just like fix up a pb and j and mm -hmm. i'm not gonna eat it yeah. but another creepy part to this was so like we said before the house was really really small but like there was um like kind of like it looks almost like a crawl space door but it led to an attic mm -hmm. and when they started to kind of investigate the crime, there was like really strange things that they were noticing. And they had come to the conclusion that this person was literally hiding in the attic and stayed there from like the morning all the way until 10 p.m. And they said that they think that they were killed between midnight and 5 a.m. And I'm like, can you imagine like I mean we hear stuff about that all the time like people hiding and like living in people's like attics yes. or, like I'm like that freaks me out like <laughs> I don't like because I have like the attic pulled down like in my closet and I'm like anytime I hear a noise I'm like what if somebody's living up there and I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully if anyone was in my attic they would see the witch and then like be like oh god not here <laughs> somebody's up here just fall out of the fall yeah. out of the attic and then takes care of business for you right yeah um but so I mean like what were so when you were reading this like what were some of your thoughts so uh, uh it's just you know these I think the whole true crime stuff is just like why would somebody do this like it's just so fascinating about like why would a human do this like what was wrong with you that like this nice little family coming from church with all these kids, like they were the ones. And so I think the fact of like, they were just like, well, we're not sure who did it. And it's just one of a, a huge cold case too. Yeah. Like, that stuff kills me. It's like, and then they never found out who did it. And it's just like, gosh, like I understand, you know, obviously back in the day, they didn't have as much technology and stuff as us. Um, I did hear that 
Um, I had listened to one of the podcasts that I listened to, they covered this. And so I was just kind of listening to it. And they said, by the time, you know, they called the the sheriff or whoever was in charge back then. And before the Iowa National Guard could get there, people in the town were like just coming in the house and like wandering around and like seeing seeing the bodies and, you know, things like that. So that yeah, was like- and totally like, I remember somebody touched upon the fact that like, if this would have happened in today's day and age, like this person probably would have been caught immediately because they were kind of careless in the way yes. that they- did things but what's even creepier is the fact that like they said that because the people were just coming in and it was just like morbid curiosity that they literally tainted all the evidence so even if they would have collected something it would have already been ruined yeah so it's like I mean this case is kind of screwed from the get-go and like some of the other like oddities that I thought were strange were um they this person, whoever it was, they said that like there was a shoe that was near one of the girls' beds. And it was when they walked upstairs, there was a it was on its side and there was a huge puddle like kind of leaking out of it. So they had kind of um come to the conclusion that when one of the girls was, I guess, bludgeoned, she scooted her way, like just out of, I guess her body reacting she had scooted down in the bed and her foot was hanging off the bed and it just filled the shoe up and they realized have like the shoe was full but he must have come back up even though they were completely dead and attacked them a second time and he knocked the shoe over in the process so it's like it just makes you think because you're like why did you come back to like Uh, like bludgeon them more when you like a personal like you you taking that personal yeah like I'm like they're people still like go there and they try and figure like figure out the mystery and I'm like I mean I can see why because there's so many odd angles to this it's like one this person was never found which I think is super scary but two like just the way that things were done it's like why did you leave a three pound slab of bacon like yeah living room yeah and left one and I think covered the other one yeah like it was just like like I don't I it just doesn't make sense to me and one thing that I also read, um, so they had two suspects. One was actually tried. So, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to pick your brain on this, Rachel, because like I have my own theories, but the first um, suspect was a guy named Reverend George Kelly, and he was a traveling minister. And they said that he like left abruptly the next morning at like 5 a.m. It was like, yeah 4 35 a.m and like for no reason and he was oddly like not like obsessed with the family but he had like seen them at the church event and there was a lot of things that just really connected the dots and I think Mm -hmm. that they were like onto something um but then there was another gentleman by the name of Frank F. Jones and he was a Villisca resident as well as the Iowa state senator And so I thought it was very peculiar that they had this guy who was presenting, um, Reverend George Kelly, they said, was presenting very erratic and 
crazy. And then you have somebody who was not presenting that way at all and was literally the state senator. And I'm like, how did they come up with these two complete yin and yangs, like mm -hmm. opposite ends of the spectrum? Um, but I feel like after reading about, well, you know what? I'm going to ask you what you think. <laughs> so I, after they kind of narrowed down to those two, they were like the heavy hitters in this. Um, like you had said, the state senator, I have here that it was, you know, people thought it was because Josiah, like the dad, left his store for a competing store and started his own thing. And I'm like, well, that's pretty petty. Like that would be pretty lame um, that you're um, upset that, you know, he started a whole nother business like yours. Um, sorry. Um, but I find the minister more like convincing since he was kind of actually tried and was like, people were a little like suspect about him. And what I had found out, like you said that he left like abruptly, it says that he left on the train in the morning after the murders. And it says allegedly told passengers about eight dead souls in Villisca who were butchered in their beds. So before oh, I didn't hear that part. Before this even came out, like before they had time to discover and stuff like that, he's telling people on this train um, about these murders. What? So I didn't um, hear that part. So that I mean, that just is like the nail in the coffin. That yeah. totally solidifies. And they said that like the jury was like not convinced because of his like crazy behavior. But mm -hmm. I'm like, if I was in a jury and like the math was mathing, like yeah. I was like, I mean, all signs are like pointing to this like, guy. You're a reverend. <laughs> you you met these people at church. Like, wouldn't you feel pretty guilty? And then you're like covering all the surfaces and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then now you're telling like telling people like, and it says he signed a confession months later saying God had whispered to him, suffer the children that come on to me. And it's just like, he confessed this to this jury and the jury was like, nah, that's okay. What? Like, I what, know, like what were y'all doing in 1912? Like, exactly. and what I had heard too on the podcast, um, was that this man was a little like suspect in his own that he had put an ad in a newspaper for like a, a church secretary type person. He would talk to these women and then ask for scantily clad photos of them. Oh, and so one of the other details that I feel like ties into that is, so they said that, um, and trigger warning, I am going to kind of talk about sexual assault a little bit. Um, one of the girls was found with her without undergarments her nightgown was hiked up like clearly with her noni bits hanging out and like she had a bloody handprint on her inner thigh but they said that she was not sexually assaulted mm -hmm. so like I also thought that was weird like like I guess I'm just confused and I'm like well maybe they didn't do a thorough enough like I don't know how you would investigate back then yeah they were so, talking about how a man came in and was like taking pictures and like the townspeople were basically like ew what are you doing and yeah. it's just like he was basically ahead of the times like you guys were walking around poking around but this guy taking pictures is like he literally uh, froze the crime scene like yes. 
And I'm like, that's what they do today. And like the sheriff was like, all right, get out. Like, and it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. My like, my true crime, and I think you could probably agree with me, my true crime self, knowing what I know today, is like screaming internally because I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, why did you desecrate every piece of evidence in there? And then the one guy that was actually doing the right thing, you were like, all right, like skedaddle. Yeah, because it's like, what what did they do back then? Like, were you taking fingerprints? Were you, you know, it said something about they um we're sending bloodhounds from Nebraska to attempts to hunt down a suspect because you know this was so like shaken the community like nothing like this had ever happened before but you know at that point you can't even you know everything was so tainted it was like how do you there were hundreds of people like coming in and out of here it's like how is the bloodhound supposed to track down one particular set when everything is Yeah. yeah I I did hear so one of the other things that I was reading was the fact that um the fingerprinting had just like and I didn't know this in 1912 it had just like started mm-hmm. so it was like relatively new <clears throat> oh I'm gonna choke to death on this podcast <laughs> um, good lord so um they were saying that like it wasn't perfected yet but they had just started <laughs> is that peach my friend yes <laughs> my my assistant here <laughs> she can always pop on to say hi you want to say hi real quick come here look at her spooky background come here this is a totally peach friendly environment <laughs> hi peach hi see isn't she just the cutest with the pumpkins you like that pumpkins. you like halloween oh yeah <laughs> All right, catch on the flippity flip. (laughs) Like witching hour for my friend here. Uh, Yeah, I'm like basically down for bed because I was running late. (laughs) She's so cute. I'm like, Maisie would be the same way if she was down here. Yeah. But, um, But yeah, so I it's just an odd case. It's a really odd case. And like, I, I think it's just really scary because people were also asking, cause like a lot of killers, um, especially like older killers on their deathbeds have had like a habit of like in their delirium, um, kind of like confessing to things. And like, people were asking, like they were checking like hospices or not hospices, but like, I don't, I guess, no, I don't think hospices around then. So like they were saying that like they were checking with like some of these like hospitals where people would like die. So essentially what we call hospice today. And they were saying that they were trying to check everywhere to see if anyone had ever confessed anything like this on their deathbed and still like nothing. And I'm like, that's so like literally took it to the grave. See these cold cases where it's just like nothing happens. Like it literally kills me. It kills me. Like I'm totally on the like John Benet Ramsey. Like, come on now. Oh on. man. I have I have my speculations on that one, but like stuff like that where it's just like, well, we don't know. It's just like, come on. And it's like, <laughs> just give us the cases. Like yes. to us. Because like if you guys are sick of your true crime cases and you don't want to look at it anymore, we gladly will and we'll solve it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um so I was also going to say, um, here. so 
<laughs> she likes witch hats that's what she said oh, i love it i love it peach are you a little witch are you a witch oh <gasps> come tell her what come here real quick tell her where we like to go in milford a witch store so stone and sage is one of her favorite places and what do you like to get there Crystals. yay <laughs> whole collection huh yeah we are definitely crystal lovers in this house <laughs> oh, like especially my husband just scared me. I was like, what is that sound? <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I was like, I love Stone and Sage. It's funny because I actually just called Kat and I was like, hey, so I got this podcast. And I was like, do you want to come on? She was like, oh, oh yeah. So I was like, so yeah. cool in there. They're so cool in there. And that store is just so like you just go in and you're just like, ah, like it's I love I'm it. Home. <laughs> I love it there. Yes. <laughs> I bought a like this really cute um like little cancer horoscope um like incense holder. I have one too. Oh, you got one? Yeah. We're just twinning and we don't even know it. Yes. The first time we went in there, they have those little cauldrons. So if you're shopping, it's like they're little shopping baskets. So like oh, you can see? put this stuff in these cauldrons. So my friend here, we went and yeah. and they were like, Do you want a cauldron? And she's like, Yes. So she's filling this thing up. And she, you know, didn't know that she was going to have to give it back at the end, sobbed, was sobbing. She had to give it back. And so here goes my aunt and she bought her cauldron. And so she carries it around the house, fills up stuff in it, just carrying around this, this cauldron. So it's okay, Peach. I would have cried too. Cause like, yeah. I, was I like, didn't give it back. And she was like, we're not taking it. And I was like, no. <laughs> I love that though. Like switch out like these little like girly purses and give her a cauldron. Yeah. yeah. Like, see, and this is why I say Peach is a whole mood. She literally yeah. just encapsulates like the perfect little witch and she just has like such spooky vibes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so getting back to Velisca, I read about this and I was like, this is like freaky. So did you read about the man who stayed there overnight and stabbed himself? No. So in 2014, it made like crazy headlines. So I was reading the girl who actually worked at the axe house she was there like all the time like trying to like crack this and she would always visit and so finally they were like you're literally here all the time like you might as well get paid like do you want to work here and I was like honestly girl same because yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be us 100% they'd be like you know what let me just right. okay <laughs> yeah um but the girl was saying that um typically like they would get all kinds of like ghost hunters and they would pay that four hundred dollars or whatever it was and do like a night camp out so there is um like the house and then in the back there's a barn so when you stay there overnight the house has no electricity it has no plumbing so like when you're in that house overnight it's dark like you gotta you gotta like bring flash yeah, pictures of it right now yeah it's like so the barn in the back has um electricity and water so like if you have to go to the bathroom you have to leave the house in the middle of the night and walk to the barn um and you can hang out in the barn I guess the gift shops there too um so anyways after that long-winded explanation um this guy comes in and she said he was like very tactical looking like he had like camo pants and like was like just had an attitude about him and so he was like I'm gonna basically like 
I'm going to show these like ghosts what's up. And I'm like, first off, rule number one of ghost hunting is ghost? never provoke. Like you just don't provoke. I think everybody knows that. So like the girl's like, he comes in and that's like the only thing he says to her is he comes in with like his older parents, which she was like, this is kind of strange, but maybe like they're just, I don't know like she didn't really have a theory but she was like it's a little weird so he like stays there and his parents found him he like went to sleep and found him like with a knife like plunged in his chest and they were like what the heck happened so recent like 2014 so like I mean too recent for come yeah yeah and so the girl is like, she wakes up and there's all these news reports. There's like texts from her coworkers, I think. And she's like, what the heck? She's like, this cannot be happening again. Like, this is supposed to be like a fun place. And I'm like, well, not really, but <laughs> I wouldn't call it fun. Um, yeah. 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 yeah so, 2014. I just saw, yeah. It's so it's crazy. So then she says she comes into, I guess, one of the ghost hunting, like ghost hunters or something. They wanted to interview this guy. So they rented out the house and he was coming back for the first time since this whole incident. So she said she comes into work and he's sitting there and she immediately was like, You, like, <laughs> I need to talk to you. So she says to him, like, What the hell happened? And he, like, she said he got very emotional and started to cry. And was like this big burly man that came in and told everybody, oh, I'm going to show the ghost up. He's like now sitting in this lobby, like, I think it was months or years after the incident. And he survived. He survived. And he's like hysterically crying. And the girl is like, he just, he was like, I don't remember what happened. He's like, I was telling them like, show yourself. And he was basically provoking whatever was there. And then he said, I don't remember anything but waking up in the hospital. And they told me, like, I had stabbed myself. And he's like, I don't know, like, how it happened. And so she said when he, he said he wanted to, like, it ruined his life. And he wanted to get on TV and, like, tell his side of the story. Because everybody's like, he's crazy. Like, he's delusional. And she said when he walked into the house for this interview, he immediately started to apologize to the house and she said he was shaking his voice was shaking like he was terrified and I just thought that was so scary because I'm like that is exactly why we do not provoke the supernatural it's like nope you can you can do what you want I'm like that's like the fact that like he legitimately he had a hunting knife buried in his chest and they were like, why did you, like, they were like, why did you bring, like, a knife? And he's like, well, he's like, I was traveling across the state and usually I carry, like, art, like, firearms on me, concealed carries. He's like, but I didn't know if that was allowed, so that I brought a hunting knife. And what he said, um, they made a rule afterwards, after this whole ordeal, they basically have now banned weapons. Like, if you stay the night, you are not allowed to bring any type of anything. You don't have to make rules because people do. Yeah do things <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh stupid games win stupid prizes yes. like sorry dude if you ever hear this but I'm just like it's not smart yeah <laughs> Paige is like I can help with the pan pan situation <laughs> she's so cute 
but yeah so I read that and I was like I had no idea I've never heard that in any podcast and I know it was like it was like apparently a really big deal and people were freaking out over it so I was like um I would like to know I wonder how many people like live around there and like like just people that live like the next door neighbors like I'm looking at this picture and it's just like it looks like just a normal house next door it's just like do people just like live there and it's just like hey we're cool with this or what yeah it's like a residential area I guess but I just like I love that um the one of the other things that this girl was saying was the fact that like people like like groups of like women and like she said a lot of true crime people literally come there and they like search the house over like every inch and like are determined to crack this case and I'm like I feel like this is like the Pandora's box of true crime because nobody can seem to solve it no especially because like like the only things that were kind of left were like it said something about a closet downstairs or something and it had a bag of clothes in it and it said it looked like somebody had like sat on it like the way it was like smushed down and then like these cigarettes in the um in the attic like were left so they were finding like clothes and like kind of weird out of place like hey these weren't you know their things kind of stuff that's so weird to me because it's just like it's such odd stuff and like I know I keep saying that but it's just like that it just doesn't make any sense and like honestly tell me if you felt the same when I was reading this like and researching it I found some like very eerily similarities or eerie similarities between this and the Idaho murders Mm. like I felt like people were like how did this person right there's eight people here there's one of this guy and Mm -hmm. he literally used oh I forgot to talk about the biggest part there were axe swings in the ceiling because he he didn't even use the blade he literally bludgeoned them with the blunt end of the axe Mm -hmm. so like from swinging it upwards in an axe motion he was literally hacking the ceiling and then bludgeoning them with the blunt part which is just so that's odd and it's just like like you said there were so many people in the house like nobody woke up nobody like did you start with the parents so there weren't anyone to like and that's like I I don't understand because you would think like that part and I would wake up like I'm saying like or like I don't know like I'm like maybe it's just me but I've never been in a deep enough sleep where if something like that was happening and so like I thought about like the Idaho murders and I'm like I also found that really strange because it was like there was a roommate home there's only one person that survived out of that and like there were how many people against one Mm -hmm. no and like nobody woke up so it's like it just makes your like your your wheels turn and you're kind of like I don't understand how this happens yeah so I just thought that was really weird feel bad enough to then cover the mirrors the windows the bacon like (laughs) yeah and only and and we have to we have to reiterate it was one slab of bacon out of the two that was covered yes the other one he just 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 hanging out like (laughs) and then like yeah made a meal that he didn't even eat and I'm like I 
I that to me sounds like a crazy person. That's yeah. I was gonna say that's some crazy people stuff right there. <laughs> like just like weird random stuff all over the house, and then like you're covering everything. Like that's why I kind of like have suspected that it's got to be this reverend guy. That's what I think. Like they have the most like hey, this isn't right with like this guy. Like the other guy was like, okay, yeah. Like, I don't know why they picked him, like you had said, but this reverend guy, like being real weird about like, hey, I'm ditching town now. And I'm telling people on the train that like there was this murder and they hadn't even discovered anything yet at that point. And like, honestly, it would be the biggest plot twist if it actually wasn't him. Mm -hmm. That would leave me with even more questions because like he just fits the- let me see if they did talk about this other guy. Um, Andrew Sawyer. Here we go. They had, there was this other guy and he like was obsessed with the murders too. And they talked about how he got this job at like the railroad track or some kind of, you know, man jobs back in the day. I don't even know what it was. Um, but that this guy was so odd and he would sleep with an ax like to protect himself. So he got this new job and um, he was like basically a stranger in the town to these people and like got this new job and then was like freaking out these guys that it was like this weirdo is now sleeping with an axe and like really obsessed like with these murders. Like I I think that was the one that I was thinking of, but I didn't hear the part of him sleeping with the axe. So that's like, that's totally incriminating. And then, then one day he just kind of just disappeared like- like why do people like okay like I just want to like I really want to know who it is and like out of everything that you could do why act that sketchy like just take off like that's like the number one rule like you don't like commit a crime and then just skip town because that pretty much like incriminates you yeah it says he was interrogated but not charged he was also obsessed with the murders and slept fully clothed as if he was ready to get a make a clean getaway and he also slept with an axe by his bed so weird and like (laughs) why start acting weird when something happens like that's what I'm saying act weird before the whole time (laughs) or like just don't act weird after something this has happened it's just like so mind-boggling to me because like another thing that I just remembered was the fact that the axe was left at the scene And they said that they made an effort, like there was a white mark as if somebody tried to clean it, but it was kind Mm -hmm. of just like half-assed. And it's like, again, what is the point of that? Like, it's either you clean it or you don't. Yeah, you basically ruin the whole house, like. Yeah, like, I'm like, why would you like just swipe it and be like, all right, we're good. Like, like, (laughs) and I just, I can't. I think this case is just so weird. Um, And a lot of the stories that I keep, um, like some of the haunting stories that I've read about, what mm-hmm. freaks me out is like everybody keeps talking about how there's like a dark entity in like the attic. And that's where everybody has had like really bad experiences. Or I think it was the sister, the one of the sisters' rooms. There was like a bedroom where they said where the girls were bludgeoned, and that was like a really active spot and so like so do you think like you know here's my like wild like this reverend goes to their house you know and then encounters whatever like dark thing this is and is like like I gotta get these people like you think something like that could have happened 
that's kind of like so I was thinking that but I was also like thinking I'm like is the dark thing in the attic like the reverend because obviously he's mm-hmm. he dead by now yeah but like that's a good point because if you look at like the Amityville horror right yeah that man killed his entire family with a shotgun and he claimed that like something made him do it mm-hmm. so it's like that's a good theory because that's it just seems like way too like random that you just like we're like oh let me go let me be a good christian today and like get to know this family until 10 o'clock at night and then i'm gonna just like bludgeon them all yeah like that that's that's not very christian of you no <laughs> that's not very christian of you <laughs> so like <laughs> like i'm just like i don't i don't know what happened so i feel like your theory would make a lot of sense hey, like, it, hey i think any theory is you know possible obviously they have no clue so i swear and it's it's just like when people like pictures and stuff there like the stuff that they come up with like in some of the um i don't know if it was TripAdvisor, i was on something and people were like posting pictures and i'm like looking at some of them and i'm like this is like really just you could see from the pictures the orbs and I'm like this place is like very active so like I also think I'm like there's the family has to be stuck there I would imagine like with a death like that I mean maybe not all of them but I feel like there's got to be something more than just what's in the attic if like the other room is like very active as well did you find any good like experiences I I think on their website it talks about like how you can um let me go back to it there's like accounts on there I was like surfing reddit but I felt like a lot of the stories kind of seemed a little like they were reaching and I was like uh I don't really know some some ghost stories are like (laughs) yeah like (laughs) like it just I don't know I seem like I was like I believe a lot like literally like I believe a lot but some of the stories are a little bit like too too far reaching for me and I was like okay I don't really know that you like levitated and did a backflip and then flew out the window like I don't I mean maybe maybe is it possible nothing is impossible yeah yeah yeah. but not too sure about that because I don't even think they've seen people levitate during an exorcism so (laughs) yeah like clicked on um Like a lot of people talk about, you know, cold spots and, you know, gut feelings and, um, yeah, that's what I kept getting today. And I was like trying, like, I'm like, just give me something. Cause everybody talks about this. I'm like, so where are all like the, the haunted stories? We just have to go. I'm telling you, we really should. Like, let's just pack up the car and like, we'll just do it overnight. We need six people though. Apparently, if you don't have six people. You can't get in for $10? No, you can't get in for $10. Or $7, I mean. Yeah. they, They really want you to bring eight people to really just, you know, deja vu 
Relive. Yeah, I was about to say. Bring on uh, eight people, pay the $400, and then hope you make it till sunrise. Let's see. Oh, they even have like these creepy like toys in the bedrooms. I don't like, like girl. No, I'm just never oh, going to. My like nan, God rest her soul, such a lovely little Catholic lady. She's precious. So if my family hears this, I'm sorry, but like my nan used to always gift me like these porcelain dolls and I still have like two or three of them but like they give me the heebie-jeebies and I've had friends before growing up that literally had them like around their room and I'm like um actually my mom said I can't sleep over like (laughs) I'm like I think I need to go home oh there's like it looks like kids toys up in the attic because you know how like ghost people try to get kids to like play with them with like toys and stuff like that that's what looks like it's going on like no no I there's this did you see the one um I think it was by Anna Hyder I think is her name or Hitler okay, that's uh, the one I think I'm on road trippers yeah yeah oh yeah so we're looking at the same thing um damn I feel like we have like telepathy or something we're just like <laughs> we're just doing it up same pages same clothes yep um so the bulletin board where she has the like pictures that are posted up there mm-hmm. um that one with like the scratch on that guy's back like that's definitely I don't think like I mean I don't know everything about like spirits or like demons and how that all works that's kind of like the point of my podcast is I'm trying to figure some stuff out and but but I'm like I've always known that like anytime you get scratched like that it's usually a not a spirit so and do you see the one of the window it looks looks like like there's a little kid that's scary it looks like a little kid in there in that window that's (laughs) I I just am not I'm not cut from the same cloth as some of these investigators because they no. just walk on in there and they're like, is this so-and-so? And like the minute that like EMF reader spikes, I would be like, you know what? This seems kind of fucked up now. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and um, yeah. go. I'm going to just, I think I'm going to turn around and fly yeah. back home. Like I, um, one of my favorite podcast is morbid and they stayed um at the lizzie borden house because they live like in massachusetts and like that kind of area so like they said that there was just some stuff happening there like it just is i was like oh god you know so do you ever watch sam and colby i don't think so it sounds familiar they're like youtubers but they went to the conjuring house and I watched like all their because they go on all these like adventures and um they work with like I think they're like some TikTokers mm-hmm. and they have like Selena Spooky Boo, the one that like farts in her sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm like they had her on and there were two episodes that like freaked me out. One was the conjuring house because like they were like filming it and like just like on their camera and it was like a YouTube video and like just weird stuff was happening and it was just giving me too much anxiety I only got through like half the episode um but like they brought their friend who's like a media I can't talk a medium and she was like there's like something behind you and they're like and I was like oh no like 
I just not in the conjuring house like there's too much going on there and then there was another one with Selena spooky boo where they did that um oh lord what's that thing called where they like blind they basically take all your senses away and then they ask questions and you they put like white noise or something on your ears I forget what it's called but it's a way of like it's almost like the spirit box but it's like different so like they take away your sight and they put noise cancellation headphones that are running like white noise through them and they ask questions and then you're supposedly will get answers through the headphones so like you can't hear what they're asking and then whatever you reply should probably fit with that question and that's how they like are it you have to look it up it's wild and so they said something and like literally selena like answered it like right away and it was spot on and everybody was just like looking at each other like what oh my gosh but i feel like that's like my favorite like method to watch because i'm like that i feel like that like is pretty tangible proof yeah i would do that at the Velisca axe murder house (laughs) i would I'm over here like shit my pants. I'm like, oh, I would never step foot in there. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. (laughs) I'm gonna blindfold myself. Five dollars for children and seniors to go though. I can be like 70. (laughs) Well, we'll have somebody do our makeup. We'll get like a little crow's feet, just age us a little bit. Only five dollars. Yeah. Disembodied footsteps, things moving, voices, shadows, bad vibes. That's how they describe it. I'm like, yeah. Bad vibes. <laughs> Bad vibes are probably that great. That was definitely a millennial that wrote that for sure. <laughs> Bad vibes, no cap. <laughs> I can't. Um, I don't see like any other, like I'm like people, let us know what's happening. Like, tell us what you experience. Like, we know that everybody talks about this place. So like, what? So this person wrote the surprising things I felt when I visited an axe murder house. It's called one of the scariest, most haunted and creepiest houses in the Midwest. So let's see. Let's see if this person has some good experiences. Watch, she's going to say some wild stuff in this. Okay. Oh, who's this cute little lady? So Martha Lynn, I guess her husband wanted to buy the murder house and they were born and raised in Villisca and she didn't want anything to do with it, but their bid was accepted. That must have been a terrible feeling. Like you're like, no, do not buy this house. And they're like, oh, your bid was accepted. And it's like, okay, well now we're, we're legally binded to by oh. this house. Um, and that was in 1994. And they opened it up to the public. Um, and I guess that they still owned it. They still own it. Um, so she's basically saying that... Um, 
It said the winding narrow stairs to the upstairs bedroom where most of the murders happened creaked with every footstep. We found mirrors covered in sheets and dolls staring back at us from the kids' beds. The sun was shining into the windows, but that didn't help the sense of darkness here. It was hard not to feel the heaviness. Um, the attic where the killer was alleged to have hidden felt claustrophobic. However, some paranormal investigators have said in the past that they believed it was lighthearted, teasing child spirits that usually want to make contact. Um, she said, we didn't stay in the house very long. I stayed longer than my sister-in-law, who I found checking her phone near the barn out back. <laughs> um, she really didn't, like, say anything. Um she said, it's, if you're into this kind of thing, it's probably worth a stop. Wow, this was total clickbait. Way to let me down. But she said she'll stick to the field of dreams that she won't go back there. So, I mean, there's got to be... I mean, people keep saying that, like, you could just feel it. Yeah, I bet. I really want to go now. But I'm scared because, like, curiosity killed the cat, and I'm not trying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, like, get really ballsy, and I'll be like, okay, I could totally sleep in the attic, and then the next thing you know, I'm going to get, like, thrown down the stairs. Yeah, this person said that they had stayed, um, and they could hear, like, footsteps going up, like, to the attic. And so she said she had like texted her friends. It was like, anyone like walking around? And they said, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. This person, they said they slept from 2.30 to 4.30. Ooh, this one was, this one's good. It says, so it costs 4.28 a night to stay at the old haunted home where visitors always report strange paranormal experiences, such as visions of a man with an axe roaming the halls or the faint screams of children. Let me tell you something. If it was freaking three o'clock in the morning and I'm hearing faint screams of children, you're going to hear my faint scream as yes. I'm getting out of the house. Mm -hmm. And it said, so they're kind of touching upon um, the guy that stabbed himself. So they said, um, you know, like his companions found him stabbed in the chest. It was a self-inflicted wound. Um, but this is what I didn't know. It said, the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office said Lorson suffered the self-inflicted injury at about 1245 a.m., which was around the same time that the 1912 axe murders in the house began. Oh, oh, my God. oh yeah and so he's like or no I guess um the owner was like saying that it was like really upsetting because like it was not the kind of publicity that they wanted but that this guy like really did not want to talk about it um oh my gosh there's just like there's layers there there is there's layers like this is just oh this is like horror story time I don't know what I'm on right now but I'm like in chapter 10 already and I'm like what this isn't even the Velisca axe murder yeah so I think it's safe to say that this is just there's got to be something demonic there like I'm not convinced that there's not like but I guess also the question comes down to, is it the house or is it the land? That's always yeah. the question. Like, I wonder. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's got me spooked. <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself, I swear. I'm like, oh, let's start a spooky podcast and scare yeah. ourselves. It's yeah, that's fun. It's fun though. It's it so is. Fun. I love being scared. <laughs> but I'm like dead serious. We really should like organize like some sort of like haunted house trip. Like, we have you been to Fort Delaware? I have not. I've heard a lot of really spooky things about Fort Delaware. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been to Penn Asylum. We went there for my bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Totally normal. You know, that's what brides do before they get married. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but they like, it was honestly like really scary. And I did talk about this on another episode. They brought us down to the basement because like, it's like a haunted attraction. And so, you know, you have your actors and stuff like that. But I'm like walking and I'm like, ooh, it smells like really old in here. And I'm like, is this all like fake equipment? Like just like wondering. And like the when I asked one of the staff members, they were like, oh no, that's like the original morgue. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, that's good. I'm like, so your actors literally climb in the, what are those things? I don't even know what they're called. Like the filing cabinets. Yeah, they're like a freezer. Like just a little, the, the body filing cabinets, you know, yeah. I was like, Cause like, as you're walking through like that stuff, just like they slide out of it and like scare you. But I'm like, I would be more scared being the actor. Yeah. Like, I'm going to like lay down in that thing. And this is like the legit morgue. And then they have like one of those like porcelain, you know, like in like old school movies, they have the porcelain, like bath looking thing where they lay the body on mm-hmm. that was in the middle of the room. And like, it was so spooky. And I was like, oh, I mean, it's one thing to go to like a fake haunted house, but like when you go to an actual asylum and like, this is a real morgue, I'm like, um, I don't know how I got here or what decisions I've made that I've come to this crossroads uh, in my life, but. Yeah, like, we've but done one, like the ghost haunted um, tour in Dover, like right on the green where, um, they talk about like the woman that poisoned the neighbor because she thought she was cheating with her husband with these chocolates. What? Um, she lived in one of the houses like right on the green. Um, and, you know, she was poisoning people with these these chocolates. Um, and then we had done one in Williamsburg, like all the colonial parts. Um, like we, we had gone and done one there and there's a part, I don't remember the exact story, but there was a church and they talk about like, the curtain will start blowing and like start moving. And if that curtain didn't start moving, I was like, okay, I'm like, is somebody in there? And they're like, Hey, the tour starts at nine o'clock, nine 30, start waving the curtain or like, what kind of is in there? But that curtain said like <laughs> nothing oh, else no. around in there, but like, it was, it was pretty crazy. Cause you know, there is some creepy stuff happening down, down in there. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> that's I don't after so like me and Matt we go to Gettysburg a lot and Mm -hmm. my husband is actually an 85 year old man who like (laughs) like I swear they always say like oh you marry somebody like your dad I'm like I married my grandpa (laughs) with tea so like we go to Gettysburg and I'm like I'm into the paranormal side of things he is like could tell you the regimens where the battlefield was and I'm just like kind of like no disrespect to Gettysburg but I'm like I can't follow history it's just not my thing 
no. unless it's haunted history yes and then i'm like i can soak up every detail i'm like but i'm looking at the battlefield he's like oh this is where like the 12th regiment was and this is how they did this and i'm like i see fences and grass like yeah. but anyways we stayed at we had long wanted to stay at the gettysburg hotel because it's like one of the old, oldest buildings and it was there during the civil war and it was a field hospital so i had I had some reservations because I was like, oh, I'm not too sure about the whole field hospital thing. We had an experience that was so terrifying. We we literally left in the middle of the night and drove to my mother-in-law's house, which was like a two-hour drive. And we didn't get there till like two o'clock in the morning. And even when we got there, I still didn't feel like I was far enough from Gettysburg to be like safe. Like, and I, it takes, to be honest, it takes a lot to scare me. Like, I love spooky stuff and I'll joke around about being scared, but like, it was terrifying. And when the thing that happened, happened, I was glad that like Matt looked at me, but I also was like really mad at him in the moment because I didn't want him to acknowledge it. And he's oh that person. You saw it too. <laughs> I'm like, I was like so happy that it happened to him too. But then it's like, he looks at me, he's like, did you hear that? And I'm like, no, I didn't hear anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, Morgan, I, like I can see it on your face. And he's like, you look like you just like saw a ghost. Okay. Like, oh, well. But it like, it happened over a voicemail and we had the voicemail like for a really long time. We have a recording of it somewhere. But, like, then the voicemail just, like, disappeared. So, like, I don't know what the recording is, but what happened was Matt went to, like, a part, like, a bloody part of the battlefield, and he's, like, it was called, like, um, I don't know. It's basically where just, it was pretty much just everybody died. And I was, like, I always get tired, like, whenever we go to Gettysburg, it's a lot. So, like, I was, like, I'm going to take a nap in the car. I left my phone at the hotel, and... I brought my camera with me and so I'm like I went up to a tower and was like taking pictures with my camera and when I woke up and he, I guess he was looking for me because he came back to the car and I was missing so he was like well where the hell did she go now so like he tried calling me and then he said that it like disconnected but then I called him back and when he tried to answer it was like beep 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 and I like he found me up at the tower and he's like I was trying to call you he's like and then you called me but I couldn't answer and I was like how did I call you I'm like I don't have my phone like it's at the hotel and he's like what like <laughs> so uh, I like it was weird so like we got back to the hotel and he has a voicemail on his phone and like he plugged his phone in and it was from me but it said it was just like he just got it when we got back to the hotel and I was like I literally have not had my phone so he plays this voicemail Rachel when I tell you like that wasn't even the part that scared us I mean it was it sent chills down my spine it's a woman just cackling <laughs> it was so <laughs> I swear I swear I will literally find the recording it's on Matt's phone somewhere because I was like record this with another device because I just had a gut feeling that somehow it was going to disappear um so it's a woman cackling and like we just kind of like looked at each other and before I could say anything 
we heard the same exact laugh come from like we were in a suite so there was the bedroom and then when you go outside the bedroom it's a whole living room and like we heard it come from the living room and I was like I looked at Matt I'm like it's one thing if it was on the phone I'm like but now we just heard the same exact thing from the living room and then I like before I could say anything or acknowledge this was the moment where Matt was kind of looking at me as soon as I opened my mouth and like went to say something this laugh happened like right next to my head again but it sounded like it was in the room with us so like we I honestly I'm pretty sure I left clothes there like I just started grabbing like I just like in the duffel bag like I was like grab your shit we're leaving something about it felt so dark and like evil and scary because it wasn't like a it was a very like malicious laugh it was not like a and we had other like um incidents like leading up to this like I had woken up at like I think it was like four o'clock in the morning and when I woke up I legitimately was like did I break my arm in my sleep like I couldn't move it couldn't move my fingers and it felt like my arm from here down was just like debilitated and I was like I must have slept on it wrong so like I turned the tv on and I have it propped up on a pillow and I'm like it'll start moving maybe it's asleep it felt like somebody literally had sawed my arm off and then all of a sudden two seconds later Matt wakes up and he like looks at me and he's like oh my god he's like my leg and he's pointing from like his knee down and he's like I can't he's like I'm in so much pain right now he's like do we have like Advil or something and like I'm looking at him and he's like he's like what are you doing up and I was like well I woke up because my arm's not working and now you're waking up because your leg's not working I'm like what is happening so then like we come to find out gotta take your limbs yeah we come to find out we're like telling this story to this bartender that we would always see at like one of the taverns in town and she's like you know that they used to use this thing called a like bone saw and it was like that thin wire she's like they would wrap it and then just pull it and that's how they would amputate and she's like a lot of people report like feeling like they've had their limbs amputated at the and I literally looked at Matt and I'm like (laughs) oh my and then like that we left the bar that night we left that tavern that was the last place we went to so we were telling her about all these things that we had happen and we get back to the room and then like that's when like stuff was weird it was it was crazy oh my gosh that's insane yeah so it was it it was like literally like the middle of the night because like we every time we're in Gettysburg we drive around we usually stay out we bar hop a little bit so like I didn't have my phone and like so when we got back he was like I'm gonna plug my phone in and then it was like bloop and his phone wasn't dead or anything but it just like as soon as we got back it just like pinged and it said voicemail from baby and I was like I didn't have my phone like and so yeah so imagine hearing that at like it was probably around 11 30 midnight and we were just like nope we're like we're we're driving to my mother's house because hey at least you did that and you weren't like some people are like oh we'll just stay in this haunted place where yeah we've all been you know messed with and we'll just stay it's fine it was let me tell you something you want to go to some haunted places 
there is a lot of like scary stuff in Gettysburg we've had like yeah I I don't have the guts personally but they have an orphanage there with like a really sordid history and they like take you in like a pitch black basement and people claim that like they turn the lights off so like you go down there they kind of give you the history and then like they turn the lights out and it's pitch black and like people have like said that they have literally had somebody whisper in their ear and they've had people like children feel like they're tugging on your clothes and like people have used like their flashlight like their flash to take pictures so there's no like actors or anything like they can see nobody else is there and I was like I don't think I'd I don't think I could do that I wouldn't have the guts. Yeah, that's a lot especially kid ghosts they're like yeah <laughs> little pitter patter of like feet in like every horror movie <laughs> <laughs> have you like have so have you ever been to like any haunted spots um besides those tours and then we did um what's the the prison in was it philly eastern oh, state um, eastern state mm-hmm. we did that one during the day um and we did like the whole tour of all the the cells and like stuff like that um I don't remember I don't think so I haven't been to a ton I want to go to that death museum have you ever seen that no I want to go to the one that they have in um Tennessee is that the one with Bonnie and Clyde's car yes yes that's the one I'm thinking of yes I want to go there so bad they have all of like the serial killer like memorabilia and stuff and like and they I think they don't they have like the Kevorkian van I know they have OJ's Bronco. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know where it went. <laughs> I don't even see it now. Wait, where, there we go. There we go. God. Every, I'm like, still here yet. <laughs> everyone wants to talk to me when I'm like doing things. Like nobody wants to talk to me any other time like now like when I'm doing calls and stuff like that that's when we gotta blow it up yes all the time all the text messages everybody wants to reply to the group chats and you're like oh thanks so much exactly no they have OJ's Bronco there they have Ted Bundy's bug um like that's what I'm thinking of a lot of like serial killer stuff I um I'm trying to think of there's a museum that has like Dr. Kevorkian's like van like Mm. did all those like assisted suicides and like they caught some like crazy like EVPs and stuff and I'm like that's that's got to be eerie. I may or may not I may or may not have a Bundy bug tattoo. Really? May or may not. Is it it somewhere like that we could show the the viewers? (laughs) So the girl I get my tattoos done, like I have all like all my Halloween, like my my uh Frankenstein's bride pinup and you know, so she was doing like these Halloween like flash sheets and like oh my gosh, okay. You see it here first, folks. I was she like Bundy Bug. <laughs> it literally says Bundy Bug on it. I'm like one of those people that they hate like true crime I was like it's just it's she had this Halloween flash sheet and she was like I have this and I was like do it I was like do it (laughs) I love it though I feel like all your tattoos look really good 
So I want to get started on some Halloween tats. I'm slacking. Oh yeah. Like I love my little coffin with my, my haunted and like my little ghosts in the window. Like there's a little ghost in the window here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I I'm literally going to live vicariously through you. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when I meet clients and like, it's like winter time, then they see me in the spring and like the summer and they're like, Oh, she's, <laughs> she's a little crazy. <laughs> Added up. I swear if I could I probably would be so tatted but I'm like help me I'm poor yeah I just finished my Medusa on my leg too so my gosh so are you gonna do more Halloween tats like are you going for a full sleeve I don't know I do have I have this like little space like right here in between so like I have this pumpkin that I really I've seen it and I always just I love it so much and I was like if I want to put something there it's going to be this um pumpkin face but of course I don't have like a picture of it up like right now but it's just this really cool like pumpkin face <laughs> bad influence but I say do it yeah I'm I'm like hey it's you know just like my hair I'm just like it's just hair it grows back you know it's your body just decorate it for fun like <laughs> exactly like I just the way I see it is you're just gonna look more badass as you age Oh yeah. I mean, you're going to see me in the nursing home and be like, all right, am I going to mess with like Miss Dottie over there with no tattoos or am I going to mess with this hardcore bitch over here? Oh, I like that. That Something about it. I just love it. (laughs) I like it. And I feel like it would fit in so perfectly. Yeah. I feel like you need a Michael Myers tat. She loves that original Halloween movie. So is she a Halloween too? Um, yeah, yeah, not as much as me. Like she, like as soon as she comes over my house in like September and I start putting stuff out, she's always like, "Oh my god!" I'm just like, <laughs> "It's fine." One of the funniest parts too is that like I went to a um private Christian school for middle school and high school, and they would always send out this letter around Halloween time about you know we don't celebrate Halloween, we don't do costumes, we don't like bad, bad, bad. And my mom would always like put it right on the fridge, like right hang that thing up, knowing that we were going to have really fun Halloween party. And like, that'd be like the center of like attention is like this bad, 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 like letter. (laughs) It's just like, oh, let me just. Yeah. That's what usually happened to it. But like my, she would crack up and she just like put it on the fridge and like magnet it up. (laughs) I I can't, I can't like, you know, like Listen, to each his own, you know, like I am totally Christian, but like, I don't think there's, I mean, like, I would never like keep my child from participating. Yeah. I think it's just fun. Like, I'm not about like the gore and the cutting heads no. off, like that kind of stuff. Well, I'm not going to like sacrifice an animal in the middle no, of my, no. to, like bring in Halloween. Like, I'm just trying to get like yeah. a bucket full of candy and gain like 50 pounds. Exactly. Yeah. Watch scary movies. Yes. And but, I- I just ordered today because I literally can't help myself. I saw it on TikTok. And when I see it on TikTok, like I have to buy it. (laughs) I have to buy it. I'm easily influenced. I'm like the worst person. (laughs) I literally ordered these earrings off Etsy and they look like the sugar cookies that with like the pumpkin and the ghost on them, like the like Pillsbury ones. They're like earrings. So I was like, oh my God. I I have to have these. (laughs) Those are really cute. I, um, what did I find? It was like, uh, 
it was something because I love Trick or Treat. I just like I love Sam and I love that whole movie. I don't know. There's just something about it that just makes me nostalgic. And it was like one of his they were cool earrings, but they were like the lollipops. But they oh my gosh, those are so cute. They're so fun. I uh-huh. love that like they legitimately look like the sugar cookie. Yes, yes. <laughs> gosh, this is a bad influence. This is a bad relationship, Rachel. Because yes. I feel like you're gonna have me buying so much stuff like I saw like everyone's talking about like code orange like them putting out Halloween stuff on TikTok and like they're like Joanne has this whole little like witchy section of stuff and I'm like oh I was like I gotta get there I was like I have to look at it like I'm not completely done but like I have my little like office stuff over here I love like, my, my go-to little psychic palm like stuff and <laughs> you know that stuff stays up like year-round and so I just I think my favorite Halloween section is Michael's like oh, even if I don't like buy a ton of stuff I just love to look at the little Halloween village we always end up we're trying to build our village we buy like one piece a year as like a little tradition mm-hmm. and I'm like every time we get a piece I'm like oh my gosh like we're gonna have to buy like a whole separate hutch just to hold oh, this so thing my dad I, has, a, has a whole Christmas one we buy him one every year but I love the little the little Halloween one so yes I want like the ones um with the witches like dancing around the moon mm-hmm. I'm like I need this for the center of my town yes yes everything oh my gosh so it's getting me so excited like I'm <laughs> usually like I start buying in like July and then like probably like decorating like September or like a little bit before mm-hmm. September yeah so my birthday is the beginning of September so it's usually like hey this is how I want it decorated so yes <laughs> And you can pull the birthday card if anyone says anything new. Be like, "Well, it's my birthday, yeah. you know. <laughs> this is this is what I wanted for my birthday. <laughs> this is my wish. Can you say no to that? I mean, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I have had so much fun having you on yes, and like talking exactly. about true crime <laughs> and just being like absolute Halloween junkies. Yes. So every time I start to wrap up a show, we will definitely we're gonna have to like get you on like a couple more episodes because I feel like I feel like we like we could definitely tackle some more like true crime oh absolutely I know a lot of things (laughs) yes yes so I was like we could do like the haunted true crime cases and like we'll just like we'll just tag team them yes um (laughs) but so at the end of every podcast my little slogan is I always say until next time let's get weird so I always ask my guests to join in with me so until next time let's Let's get get weird weird. (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for being on and absolutely all my list so much fun get used to Rachel because she's definitely going to be on more um because I mean she's a Halloween queen so Yes. You've now been deemed. I'm going to put the crown virtually on top thank of your you. head. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. <laughs>